Coming to you live. Live. And podcasting around the globe. You're listening to the Deal Farm Podcast. Guaranteed to tickle your real estate loving ear holes. And now, here's your host, world-renowned TV heartthrob and investor extraordinaire, Ken Corsini. Hey, this is Ken Corsini with the Best Deal Ever Show. On today's episode, I am joined by Andresa Gidelli. Andresa, how are you doing? I'm well. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. That is a very lovely accent. Where are you from? I am from Brazil. Brazil? Yeah. Okay. And how long have you been in the U.S.? Well, I've been here since 2008. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And tell us what market you're in. I am in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, a little bit of a different climate from Brazil, right? Quite different, right? <laughs> I was about to say, what sort of adjustment was that? Well, it was a little rough at the beginning. You know, I, I landed here in January 2008. Oh, and wow. in Brazil, we don't have snow at all. So when I came here and I was like, what's I thought I knew what cold looked like, how it feels like, but to me it was really putting myself inside a freezer and locking me in. <laughs> well, right? January, probably not the best month to introduce you to Philly, right? Totally not. And I had no idea about how to, you know, create the layers needed. So I was extremely cold at wow. all times inside any any place that I was. I was like with scarf and everything else was pretty hilarious. That's too funny. Now you came over for school, is that right? Yeah, I came, I came for exchange cultural program and then in six months I applied for my master's degree, ended up being accepted and here I am. What did you get, go to school for? Just curious. I went uh, to LaSalle uh, to learn, is a master's in business communication. Okay. So it's all about the communication. So sometimes people say, oh my, oh my gosh. And you throw that out. I was like, actually not. Real estate is all about communication, in my opinion. It comes down to how well you communicate, how well you engage to the, with the seller, with the buyer, and negotiate the deal. So it's yeah. good. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, yeah. so tell me, how did you find yourself in, in real estate then after getting a degree like that? Sure. So at my, during my last semester, I started an internship. I did not have sales experience at that time. And I really understood that in any business, in any career that you choose uh, to, to develop, sales is just a great skill to have. So I put myself into a door-to-door -door sales position. Really? And Yes, that was one of the hardest things that I've ever done. However, I really learned the importance of systems yeah. to put in place because it was commission-based. So I really need to get you know, my game all the way up. And one day I came to my manager, I was building a team, a sales team, and I came to him and I said, hey, I really need to get my sales team to another level because I just want to make more money. You make more money. So we're good. And tell me like a book that you would recommend to me. He's like, no. I was like, what do you mean? No, I make more money. You make more money. What's the point? And he said, uh, you don't see that yet, but I do. You're going to be an entrepreneur. I'm not sure what it is, but I have a slight sense that you're going to like this book. And I was like, which book? He's like, it's called Reach Dad for That. I was like, what? No idea. <laughs> Who is Robert Kiyosaki? No idea. Right. And then he's like, you're going to read this book. And next week, we're going to have a meeting about it. And there we go. It completely changed my life. From there, 
I got to understand more about Robert um, and I start uh, doing some courses uh, with his corporation and here I am. <laughs> you know, it is amazing how many people I've interviewed over the years and have said the exact same thing. Right. That, that book more than any other, like 90% 90, 90 of the time, if there's a book that changed somebody's trajectory, it's Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's amazing. Yeah. I wish I could say, oh, it was something else, not that cheesy, but that's, that's what, that was it. No, there's, I don't think there's anything cheesy <laughs> about it. I mean, that's, it, it really, it's one of the few books that legitimately changes somebody's mindset. It totally, it totally. Right? I didn't even know existed. So it was to me, it was like, what's going on here? This entire world that exists that I didn't know, why I don't know about it. So there's, there's a completely different type of people that are talking a different language. What yeah. is this? Right. So. Yeah. Okay. So what is your, so what does your real estate business look like today in Philly? Sure. So I started doing residential single families, right? One mm -hmm. at a time, two at a time, three fifteen at a time. And I rehabbed and I kind of landed into new construction, really enjoyed doing things multiple uh, at the same time. And then uh, lately I decided that I really want and I enjoy commercial real estate, larger construction, larger deals. Wow. So I, I joined a, a company, a developer that I know has a construction company and a development company. And I'm, I'm now the director of real estate development for all the commercial development. So I, it's a really interesting learning and excited uh, time for me. Wow. Commercial. Yes. So you were flipping houses yourself uh, mm -hmm. on the residential side, kind of mm -hmm. took a liking to commercial and then went ahead and took a position just to learn and manage and, and get your head around the whole commercial side of things. Yes. We have some deals that I'm still doing. Of course you can, but this one is, I decided that I really want to in, learn more about commercial and I don't know anybody knocking at my door and say, yeah, come and learn. Yeah. I'll teach yeah. you everything. No. It's just a very small, very small, you know, uh, pool of people that are doing what I'm looking to do. So uh, I'm still doing deals and um, I'm very excited about a couple of deals that we're going to share uh, awesome. later on. But uh, I really enjoyed that. And the, the other part of my business that I've been doing, uh, I have a, a small portfolio of short-term and long-term rentals. Okay. And I've been doing short-term rentals for quite a long time since 2012 wow. and I enjoy more than long term. Are they yes. all Airbnbs or are they different? Are they corporate housing or what are you doing? Well, the triplex that I'm talking, I'm going to describe to you guys today is a, is a very interesting example. I mix the, it's a triplex, two units are long term and one unit is a short term okay. on purpose. Yeah. So Fantastic. Different approach. Yeah. Yeah. I just, funny, I do something similar. I've got a handful of townhouses and like some are long term and some are short term. Just because you, you, sometimes it's hard to have a whole bunch of short term all together, but you have ones or ones or twos, and it absolutely works out pretty well. That's I cool. think it's just a great opportunity that we didn't have. You know, Airbnb is not that old, yeah. So we didn't have a couple of years ago, and I think that it's just getting better and better. Oh, absolutely. So you've done a great job teasing us about your best deal ever. Let's hear it. Let's hear about your best deal ever. Well, so this deal is a triplex located in South Philadelphia. Okay. Um, we were rehabbing uh, this small, tiny house in uh, South Philly. And when we saw garbage bags and furniture being put out in front of this triplex, 
we're like, well, something's happening here. So we got in contact with the family and it was a state sale. So the triplex, the bottom was a candy store since 1950s. A candy store in the basement? Was this like in a commercial area or was it in a residential area? Residential area. So it was a candy store the first floor, on the first floor, but it was being closed already. Okay. And um, there was so much liquor in the basement that I was like in boxes and cups and different things. I don't know if they were running some sort of bar downstairs. Weird. I have no idea. Score, but- <laughs> free liquor. <laughs> well, we we had a couple of of uh, open houses and and gave away. We donated. It was just so much there. Wow. So the goal here um, was to convert the bottom into a residential. Okay. That was pretty much it. So we were like, well, it's a pretty straight uh, forward deal. Let's just get the zoning process started prior of closing, and that's what we did. We got authorization from the owner to get the zoning process started prior. Mm-hmm. And, and here's one, one quick um, tip that I will say. Uh, unless you are like 100% sure you're gonna close on, on a property, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Because we, we knew we were gonna close it for sure. Because you spend a lot of time and money with attorneys and the process itself. But for us, we, we, we knew that we wanted to get this deal uh, close as soon as possible and get the process started because it can take three to six months. Sure. So, Let me ask you this. How did you even locate the owners? You saw some trash bags out front. What did you do mm-hmm. to get in contact with them? Mm-hmm. Well, here in Philadelphia, we can see on the city website, where is the mailing address? Okay. Gotcha. And here's what comes down also too. I knocked so many doors that I have no problem knocking somebody's doors and engaging in a conversation. Yeah. So it was a mix of a lot of things. The, the neighbors knew about them and it's just, you're gathering information from wherever you have. And if you knock on a couple of doors, you will know what's happening in like five, 10 minutes. You know what the hell is happening there. So, Why is so you asked the neighbors. I got you. Well, yeah, I thought yes. you were going to say that you figured out where the owners lived and then went and knocked on their door. Is that what you did as well? Well, um, the owners itself, they passed, they passed away. Okay. So it was a state sale. So first we needed to understand where the mailing was going and who was the, the executrice. That was the case uh, for us. And then we got in contact with them. So you got in contact yeah, with the executor of it because it was in probate at the time. It was. Okay. Yes. And so what was it zoned when, uh, when you put it under contract? It was zoned. Is that actually like it's, kind of a single family. It was a type of zoning that don't apply anymore at all. So oh, it didn't it didn't apply. And the funny thing is that the bottom was a candy store and the two the two units on top were zoned appropriately as two separate units. However, they were being used by one one Italian family. So we had six bedrooms, one kitchen. <laughs> I mean, hey, forget about it. <laughs> right? So I couldn't reuse much. I had the layout was completely off. I had to get the, the entire process. So the funny thing uh, is that we went to the, the community meeting for to change the zoning. And a guy raised his hand and he's like, Are you going to keep the chicken coop? And I was like, excuse me, chicken coop? I'm not sure. What do you, 
talking about. Yeah, the chicken coop that you have on the roof. And then I was like, what? what? And the, the board member was like, sir, um, that's called pilot house. It's not a chicken coop. So the front outside, he saw the pilot house and he thought, oh my gosh, they have a chicken coop there. And that was not it. What's up? I don't even know what a pilot house is. What's a pilot house? So a pilot house, house is really like a, a small entrance to the um, roof deck. So, so it's a it's flat, just, must be a flat roof then. Sometimes they are, sometimes they are not. Okay. It's just a small entrance. So from the outside, it might look like a chicken coop. I give them that. But it was That's not. So, the guy never saw a chicken, but he just assumed that there were chickens up there. Yes. And I, I bet. If they had eggs and tomatoes there, probably had tomatoes. Italians oh, had yeah, tomatoes, yeah. right? right? My right, family, right, sure. Italian. Oh, yeah. So uh, they would have thrown at us because they hated this idea of uh, converting the bottom floor. So I was like, okay, so you guys want commercial? No, we don't want commercial. Well, so I'm not sure what, what you guys want here because... They wanted the candy store back, apparently, or the liquor store. Know. Maybe they were all the people the that frequented the, uh, uh, the speakeasy not, on the bottom level. No, connecting the dots. Yeah. So that was it. Uh, they said no, but then we went to the uh, zoning board here, and in less than like two minutes, it was, it was no-brainer for them. And like, yeah, that makes totally sense. This uh, candy store does not make any sense anymore. You guys going to convert those, and we're good to go. So we were able to get a finance for a triplex. Okay. That's so they zoned the it for an actual triplex. There's so many, you know, the good point here is there are so many houses in urban areas, like especially in Atlanta, where there's houses that are being used as triplexes, like the, mm -hmm. in the top and the side, but they're not zoned for triplexes. So you right. buy it doesn't mean you can continue to rent it out like a triplex. Absolutely. And the lender is not going to look at that uh, single family being used as a, as a triplex as a true triplex. True. The income is different. So yeah. uh, it was very important for us to really convert that prior off close. Absolutely. So you were able to go through the zoning process before you even purchased it. Yes. Wow. And what, mm -hmm. so how much did that cost? Just curious. And what, what sort of time was involved? Well, it took about three months and we have a local lawyer. Just the legal fees was about 2,500. So it was not much, but it's something that we need to take in consideration. Sure. Yeah. And time going before mm -hmm. the boards and yeah, getting some backlash from some community. But, yeah. but at the same time, you knew going in buying it that you were going to have the zoning you wanted. So I guess the next yeah. question is what sort of financing did you put on it initially when you bought it? Well, so this was a commercial finance. We got an LLC and mm -hmm. we, we got, um, we put, I believe 20% down, uh, and we refund, we got a hundred percent of the construction. So we purchased for two thirty. So the purchase price was 230,000. Yes. 230,000. Yes. And so you have an idea, the late, the last, uh, house that I bought here was a full gut. I paid 200. So a triplex okay. at 230 yeah. was really good price for us. And what were you anticipating the rents at? Well, the rents in this area are getting very, very good because of the location. So we were anticipating between 1500 and 1600 Per side, per unit or total? Yeah. Holy per, cow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Unit. Yes. That's a cash flow beast right there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And one of them, Airbnb. Dude. 
Okay. So you bought it for 230. You yes. had to put about 20% of your own money in. So call mm-hmm. it 50 grand after some closing mm-hmm. costs or whatever. So it was about 60 with closing costs, okay. 68, I believe okay. total with closing costs and everything. And then, uh, we got 150 for construction. Okay. And they give and you hundred percent of that. That's pretty awesome. Yes. In the middle though, we found a couple of things. So we had to put a little bit out of our pocket. We found that the first floor was entirely, entirely, the, the beams were completely bad and we need to replace the entire first floor. Oh, wow. Holy cow. Just like reframed <laughs> it? No, no. The, the frame was completely off. I'm talking about the floor, the beams. Oh, 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 oh. Was there a basement? So, so you could get yes. up underneath it and resupport it and yes. work on some foundation issues. I mm-hmm. gotcha. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Old house yep. like that. I mean, that's not probably not that uncommon in Philly. No. Some old, older housing stock. Yeah. Well, I was just like hoping that we didn't have to do that extent, but still was good. We purchased right. So yeah. it, was, it was all good at that time. Yeah. So you, so you got $150,000 uh, in the wrapped into the loan for construction. Mm-hmm. And then what do you guys end up actually spending on construction? Two, 200. Right so, at 200. Okay. Yes. So you guys were all in for 430? Yep. Gotcha. Our loan, let me just get here. Our loan for with the bank was 323 at that time. Okay. So gotcha. And you were anticipating 4500 in rent, something like that. Potentially yes, if, you, for, if you're all long First term. floor, the first floor has a basement and a backyard 1700. The third floor has a roof deck roof deck so 1625 and the middle unit is the smallest one does not have backyard or any outside area so that the that one we're doing uh airbnb and clean it's about 13 14 okay okay interesting so it's it's three levels and each level is its own unit in the triplex yes okay Mm -hmm. Yes. Interesting. And so how do they mm-hmm. access the top level? It's just a sta- in, interior stairs to the top? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And the middle level is Airbnb. And you do, I yeah. guess you do better with that than you would if you'd done like a, a long-term rental in there. Yes. Short term, it will be uh, low because it's the smallest uh, unit and does not have an outside area. I gotcha. So it's, it's really good. We usually rent that unit for nurses. Okay. Traveling nurses that come to Philadelphia, we have, we have a big hospitals here and they stay for about three, six months oh, yeah. at a time. Oh, perfect. So, and they don't pay for it. They get a voucher. So yeah. they don't care. So oh, they man, pay, perfect. sometimes they pay 1600, 1800 per month. Wow. Yeah. So you're all in this thing for 430, getting about 4625 in rent, which is super, yeah. super solid. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Now, did you ex? I mean, you still own it. Doesn't sound like you've exited. Did you go back and put permanent financing on it? Yes, we definitely did that. Uh, we refinanced it. One thing that because of the extensive work that we did, we get a ten-year tax abatement here in Philadelphia. So that's what that's good news. Yeah, you don't pay property taxes for ten years at <laughs> no, all, no. or just no, like no. Uh, or like. Reduced. The reassessment. Okay. So yeah, so uh, we get an abatement uh, ten years from now. It will change. For sure, but right now the taxes are thirty-two twenty. Okay, yeah, per that's, year. Not, that's not bad, and it'll stay yes. that way for ten years. You're saying they won't raise it? Um, on you. Well, unless unless 
some politicians that uh, we heard some stories over here that they might change the law and go back to it or or not. But as of uh, now, bummer. As of yes. now, yes. I mean, everything's subject to the, the next administration coming in and doing something different, right? That's, <laughs> yes. That's the world we so, live in. So we, when we refinanced, we got an appraised again for 560 And that was not wow. what I was expecting. Uh, I was actually disappointed with that. Really? You were yeah. in it for 430 and got an appraisal of 560 and you were not happy with it. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. So here's what happened. Philadelphia is very dense. Very, very dense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you, you go across the street, you're in a completely different neighborhood yeah. and, and things really change. And if you get an appraisal that it's not familiar with South Philly and what's going on around, they're going to appraise your property, compare your property with others that really are not. Yeah. So I looked at the report and I looked at a couple of things that I found some flaws. So the number one is that the appraisal was comparing to other properties that were not zoned properly. So they were RSA five, which is single family. Oh, okay. We yeah. Used as uh, a triplex. So yep. off. Interesting. Uh, different zip codes are too far away from us. And also, I evaluated uh, some of the comps that he used. Um, the, the units were not rented, was just estimated rent. And he hmm. used as if they were rented. Oh. So the income was off. So I prepare a, a report and kindly contact the lender and say, hey, would you consider this? The lender said, I can take yours against the appraisal unless he tells me, hey, this is it. So I contact the appraisal, you know, had a conversation and say, would you consider, I live here, I invest here, really understand the market. Would you reconsider looking at it? So they did. And it came back as 675. Come on. <laughs> you appealed it and got it bumped yeah. by 115,000. Yes. And that's the, you know, 675. Through Zoom, high five through Zoom. <laughs> 6.75 um, cash out, uh, 75% uh, um, LTV, and here I am. So yeah, what is, what is, I don't know that on the top of my head. So what did you, what were you able to cash out? How much were you able to pull? Uh, we cash out 115 and we currently have a loan for 5.06. Dang, that is awesome. Yeah. So, and the beautiful thing is, you know, that it's, uh, it's not income, right? It's equity. That $115,000 is tax-free money. Mm -hmm. Take exactly. it and run with it, man. <laughs> Reinvest. <laughs> Reinvest. That's right. Seed money for the next thing. Absolutely. Dude, so you created a ton of equity and fought for that equity. Really bad. Yeah. You know, eggs, tomatoes, and just like curse. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not, it's really not, not that simple. But you have figured out how to live in Philly. You're scraping and scratching and do what you got to do to get yours, right? Yeah, I think the door-to-door -door sales kind of like so many doors in my face kind of like got my skin thicker. You know what? You're probably right. Looking back, I bet you're right. It probably taught you all sorts of good, tough lessons on how to, how to be in this business. Definitely, definitely. So, so somebody's listening to this and thinking, wow, how in the world did you figure all this out? What did, let me just ask you this. What did you learn or what advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about getting into a, in a, into a similar deal? Sure. Well, you got to have the right expectations, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have experience, 
partner up with somebody that does have it because you don't know what you don't know no. until it's really in your face. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. right here, right? Sure. So we're we're looking always looking to do different things and and invest going through the zoning process. It's not simple because there's so many regulations and think and and keep in mind they might say, No, I wanna keep as it is. So run on your numbers best case scenario and worst case scenario worst case scenario will still be good with a commercial at the bottom here the numbers will still look good so what i would say is run different scenarios run the numbers in different scenarios i have no idea how to do that partner up with somebody that is already doing what you're looking to do yeah that's really good advice in your particular case like the best and worst case scenario are still pretty good like commercial would have probably worked just fine for you as well yeah it would but not always a lot of times you're looking at a deal and if you can't get that maybe if it's a triplex and you want to keep it a triplex or actually zone it a proper triplex and you can't well that completely changes the outlook of the deal so you're right make sure you understand or prepared for what you're buying into absolutely this is awesome. Andresa, man, this is really good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate it. You are welcome. It was my pleasure. All right. Take care. Hey, friends, let's talk for just a minute about the market we're in right now. It's tough, right? Deals are hard to come by. The last thing you need is trouble funding a deal once you've done the hard work to source it. Trust me, I get it. I've been at this for 16 years and financing deals is often a huge pain in the rear. So I decided to solve the problem. I launched Red Capital Lending for real estate investors like me and probably like you. The days of paying 12% interest are over. And if it's taking more than a week for your lender to close, you're using the wrong lender. We've built Red Capital Lending for the sole purpose of providing the lowest cost of investment capital possible. I'm talking about interest rates in the sevens. With the highest level of customer service and with the fastest turnarounds, our goal is to provide funding within five days. If you've got a deal coming up and you're ready to save money and avoid the typical hassles associated with most lenders, take a minute and just submit your deal at redcapitallending.com. We'd love to work with you and show you just how easy it can be to fund your next project. Again, redcapitallending.com. Okay, so let's get back to the show, except in this segment, we're gonna talk about the deals that didn't go so well. Hope you enjoy. All right, Andresa, I want to hear about your worst deal ever. Give us the skinny. Oh, my gosh. Well, so this was a single family property, um, was actually owned by the city of Philadelphia at some point. Um, The owner um, lost to the city of Philadelphia because he didn't make the repairs. And they promised that they were going to make the repairs, and they didn't. So we we purchase it. So yeah, Philly but we took to- the property. So somebody wasn't keeping up. They got some tax or some code enforcement issues, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And the city took it? Yes. And that was in 19, who knows? Okay. So then the city got back to them recently, two years ago, saying, hey, I see that you did not do the repairs that you were supposed to do. So if you don't do it now, we're going to take it back. So he said, okay. I don't have the money and time to do it. If I sell it, would that be okay to assign to the seller? Okay. They said, okay. So it took about six months for us to get this property under contract because we needed some documents for the city of Philadelphia that was going to be okay for them to do this. Okay. 
two weeks before we, we were going to sign um, the agreement, the seller had a stroke. Oh my gosh. I'm not kidding. Holy cow. Oh man. Yeah. So had to have power of attorneys involved and a completely different, different scenario. And uh, I was doing this uh, property, this project with a partner of us. Okay. Um, and then uh, we got, finally got the property up and running for an excellent price. We purchased for 180 and okay. um, the sales price the estimated sales price was around six fifty. Oh come on! Holy cow! That's yeah. a spread. It is a spread, right? But you don't know what happened. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, we had about four or five contractors throughout. Oh, so this was a massive project. That was a massive project, and let me tell you why. The first contractor that was there, this was supposed to be a rehab project. Yeah. Right. So. The demolition was going very good. And one, one day I showed up there and I went from the back and I looked at the property and I was like, it's caving in. Oh, the no. walls are, are going down. And then I called the contractor and I say, what's happening here? The, the walls are falling. He's like, no, no, it's okay. I was like, I'll send you a picture. It's caving in. I'm telling you. Anyway, once all the walls cave in, all the floors were broken. And you know what happened when you don't have at least 60 or 70% of the property, you know, there. <laughs> uh, you got to go back to the drawings, to the zoning, because that is now new construction. It's new construction, yeah. So I had to pay architect all over again, go through zoning all over again, zoning board and community meetings, all that good stuff, all over again. Because now it was new construction because yeah. it was, holy moly, that's insane. Yeah, it you is. weren't anticipating that. No, not at all. Not at all. Wait, so because you had demoed so much of it in the process because it was leaning and you, you demoed mm -hmm. it, well, then they saw that, okay, you've demoed this much. Now you're rebuilding it. So it's new construction. Yeah. Start over. Because when the, once the walls fell in, it, it destroyed all the floors. Okay. Okay. Did, so oh, you demoed. You, completely. So you were demoing exterior walls and in doing that, you damaged the, the foundation. We were not supposed to demo the exterior walls. The problem <laughs> is that the demo guys did not secure properly the exterior walls. Okay. So they were demoing inside, not, not doing the proper, you know, arrangements to secure the walls. So they were like. And then they fell in. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. That's great. And in the process, damaged the, the foundation or just the floors and. Everything was a whole, basically a whole, like two wall, three walls. And that's it. I had three walls only. The back oh wall gosh. was gone. Roof gone. Everything how, gone. How did the house yeah. not cave in? They're lucky that they didn't get like caved in on it. Sounds like. Yeah. Very lucky. Oh my and we got to have the architect, engineers, everybody had to come in and really like secure properly for safety purpose and everything else. So yep. where are you at in this process? Well, it, it this was a regular rehab will take like six months, you yeah. know, yeah. this because we had to demolish everything, go through architect and zoning all over again. It took two years, two years. 
did you to, to finish it to, to get permitting everything and then to rebuild it was two years well it, it did get finished and i'm telling you throughout this process uh there's uh, that's when you see how strong or how weak is your partnership yes very really true. really yeah. and we went through an entire roller coaster and we were really not on the same page regarding a lot of things and and that is what another layer that you can it's either a blast or a curse either way you yeah. just need to get to the finish line yeah. so we got to the finish line sold the property for 625 however our carrying costs we still made money <laughs> Thank you God, did. but yeah. our carrying cost and our, you know, cost for the construction and everything else was more than we really expected. For this sure. was supposed to be a completely home run for all partners. Yeah. It was not. We didn't lose money, but we also didn't make the amount that we wanted. Sure. To make. Oh, yeah. Um, Two years worth of holding costs mm -hmm. if you're paying interest. And were you paying interest on the repair costs that whole time too? Only interest, yes. And uh, was that a bank loan or was it a private loan? Bank. It was a bank, bank loan. loan. So usually yes. they don't make you pay interest unless you've actually drawn it. So that helps. Right. That helps. That helps. But still. 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 And <laughs> at the brutal. end, yes, at the end, oh, still not done with that. <laughs> oh, at no. the end, the city of Philadelphia also needed some documentations in order for us to close. And you know how public... Uh, departments are they oh, take yeah. forever Trust to get me. that that done a hundred percent to make sure everything is is completely done and then um the property we closed this was a joint venture agreement so the property closed mm -hmm. um and we got none of the profits you the partnership didn't or you didn't i didn't it all went to the partner yeah because the way it was structured is that what, he no. had a guaranteed amount or what? How did that work? No, exactly, right? So it's a really delicate situation. So we got some attorneys involved because, oh, no. you know, you got to prove that you paid this, that you had a JV agreement and everything else, that it is just fair. You put, I put this amount of money. This is our, the cost. Here's our, all the receipts, everything. The good thing is that I'm pretty organized. So I have receipts and, and track record of every single thing. So got attorneys involved and really was not working out. Oh my God. Was not working out. And then I went through a uh, personal development communication course where I learned a couple of tools for my, you know, tool belt. Yeah. And I really had a heart to heart conversation with, with a partner and say, Hey, what comes down i don't care what happened what didn't happen i i take responsibility for what i did what i didn't do what i what i said what i didn't say all i want here is for us to move forward be fair and get this done and it took 45 minutes to get this done and that's it and so 45 after this conversation you guys yeah. were able to amicably split up the profits Okay. Yep. Well, that's good. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, it for took three months your... after though. Three months after they closed for this to happen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Talk yes. about yeah, inner fortitude for something like that. To go through all of that and then at the end of the day to still have to fight for you know some amount of profit. That's tough. That'll wear you out emotionally. I know it will. Yeah. I, I think that my goal was really just like, let's close this page. Yes. And right. move forward. I get that. That's, that's it.
So what do we need to do to, in order to do that? Yeah. I'm not here to point fingers and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So right. How can we move forward from here? Yeah. Good for you for, <laughs> you know, for approaching it from a mature standpoint and, you know, using personal development skills to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. I That's tried everything dinger. though. I tried yelling, cursing. It didn't work. So I was like, okay, let's. <laughs> this was your last resort. Whatever yes. it takes. Yeah. That's amazing. Andresa, this was, this was a good one. It was a humdinger, man. I feel for you, but glad that it ended up kind of at least somewhat happy and yeah. silver lining and you've resolved it. But Absolutely. I know it was tough in the process. Yeah, it was. All right. Take care, Andresa. Thanks too. so much. Bye. Hey, Deal Farm listeners. If you haven't heard, I just recently released a book through Bigger Pockets Publishing called Profit Like the Pros. If you dig the Best Deal Ever podcasts, you will definitely want to get your hands on this book. I take 25 stories from some of the top investors in the country and distill them down into 25 separate chapters that will not only entertain you, but educate and inspire you in all different facets of real estate investing. Wholesaling and flipping to self storage, multifamily and commercial, we get into the details of short sales, subject twos, and even land flipping. And whether you're a brand new investor or you have years of experience under your belt, I promise you this book will engage you. If you would, take a minute, go to Amazon and order this book, Profit Like the Pros. And if you like it, please leave us a review. Thanks so much, folks, and I will see you on the next episode of The Deal Farm.